Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Well, Brad, after what feels like an extremely short amount of time, uh, Disney has announced that Happily Ever After is going away. I feel like it, it's only been like two years that Happily Ever After has been the uh, nighttime fireworks show at the Magic Kingdom, but it started on May 12th of 2017 and uh, will be gone as of 9-29, uh, so September 29th, 2021. Um, so... Basically, a five-year, four-year run of of Happily Ever After. It, it feels short. I mean, Wishes was around for a hundred years. No, it doesn't feel short. It was short. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Um, while I'm talking about this, go find out how long Wishes Wishes run, was running for. Because honestly, I do kind of want to know. Because my thought was when I saw this at first, I thought, okay, it feels short because of COVID. Like it lost a year, and that made it that made it feel shorter than it was. But no, looking at the numbers, it was short, and no one was. I, I sorry, I shouldn't say no one. I was not surprised to hear that it was going away because it's the fiftieth anniversary, and you're going to have new shows as of the fiftieth anniversary. But Disney had to think of that when they were putting Happily Ever After in place. So I, I don't know. Like it's a weird place to be in to to commit to all of the work that is involved to put a show in place, knowing that it's only going to be in place for four four years. Is that what we said? Or is, yeah, yeah, five years, four years, four right? years, four years, okay. and and four months. Right. So that's uh, I don't know. It's it's such an because again, it's not like it was taking. They didn't suddenly go, oh, crud, 50th anniversary. Guess we better come up with a new fireworks show. Like, they had to know they were doing that, right? Yeah. Um, so, Wishes opened at the Magic Kingdom October 9th, 2003, and closed May 11th, 2017. So, that Wishes was there for almost 14 years, followed okay, by so, a four-and-a-half-year four show. So, Wishes was there for 14 years. Happily Ever After was there for four years, so be sure to go see Disney Enchantment starting October 1st, ending December 30th. <laughs> yeah. And, and, a... it, and it will be replaced by a show that goes for uh, one night, and then after that, like halfway through a show, it'll get canceled and replaced by another show. Now, Fantasy in the Sky, which was before Wishes, opened in 1971 and closed 2003. So So I'm not that far off the mark assuming that <laughs> no. assuming that Disney Enchantment is only going to be there for like 3 months, right? Yeah, well, considering it went 30 years to 14 years to 4 years. So yeah, we're we're on track. Yeah, I I'm not doing I'm not going to sit here and do the math for an exponential function right now, but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't bode well for a for a long-lasting uh sort of thing. And my understanding is that these shows, like, you watch the behind-the-scenes for these things. It doesn't seem like a small undertaking to create these shows. Well, no, especially now that it's it's not just fireworks. It's fireworks and castle projection, and you have Tinkerbell, you know, ziplining from the top of the castle. And 
you have these, you know, not only fireworks launchers behind the castle, but also perimeter fireworks. And, like, there is a ton of stuff that has to all go off without a hitch every night. This, These are... These are our huge undertakings, and they are only getting more and more complicated as time goes on. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not sure. Though I guess I mean at the same time, you know, Epcot Forever when it came out, we knew that this was a a two year show, right? right. So yes. that was billed as such. I don't remember Happily Ever After being billed as an interim show. No, it definitely was not. I wonder if Pandora dropped their uh, sponsorship, and but they, they... but it's not it's not unheard of to continue running a show without a without a sponsor or you know changing sponsors on a show, so that shouldn't play into. Again, I think that I there was never any question that there was going to be a new show because you have to have a fiftieth anniversary show, a bespoke show for the fiftieth. I was gonna right. say maybe the maybe the lyrics in the um happily ever after song mentioned Pandora sparkling diamonds <laughs> uh that was that was actually part of the fourth verse, but um <laughs> you know as as Walt Disney World is located in the south, they trend Baptist and Baptists all know that the fourth verse is the evil verse, so you can't sing that one. Mm. Head to your local shopping mall to Pandora and buy uh, a ring for. Nora, I just I want you to keep going with this. I want to see how much of this I I think this is this is the missing verse being recreated live for us. So I'm I'm loving this right now. Uh, Shop local Orlando. Yeah. Anyway, go on. This this just it's it's such a it's such a weird thing to be what I guess to finally acknowledge that that is the thing though. And I'm almost wondering, like, will Dis- Disney Enchantment is the the new show, which will we don't Disney... really have any no, uh, information about, except the name. We've we've got that. Well, we've got the name, and we've got that one artist rendering that everybody uses, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, of like of Main Street being transformed, which I'm assuming means they're adding projection to Main Street, which would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, but, but again, more and more complicated. Yeah, yeah. And and I guess what I was about to say is maybe uh Disney Enchantment will will like name drop the fiftieth anniversary or something like that, and maybe that will be the temporary show, and then you would go back to Happily Ever After following Disney Enchantment, but you can't do that if you suddenly start adding new stuff. Well, but and everything I've seen has said show has said Happily Ever After permanently retires September 29th. So apparently, and this is Wikipedia, this is every uh, blog that ran a story about Happily Ever After. Everybody uses the word permanently retire. So I think Disney's official stance is happily ever after it goes away permanently september 29th hey jeremy i'd I'd like to i'd like to introduce you to my two friends main street electrical parade over here (laughs) and spectro magic over here but i i point taken but like with the 50th it's a it's an 18 month celebration so if this is the bespoke 50th anniversary fireworks show like you're saying this is going to be temporary 
and then do they do like happily ever after plus with where it's happily ever after with the main street projections it's actually happily ever after with the main street projections but you're only allowed to stand behind the uh the hub if you've paid for the premiere access for the for the nighttime show so you have to pay that extra 30 bucks and then you get to stand and see the main street projections otherwise you have to stand in the hub and you cannot look behind you oh i'm sorry am i getting too much into the the new the new way of how we do the chapek the chapek fireworks yeah yeah no chapek a lever after i i do think enchantment is the the new show but yeah it's it's just weird but i i guess the other side of this is and i don't I don't want to downplay this, right? Because I know how it felt to see, you know, wishes and illuminations go away. Yeah. For me, because this was such a short show, like it had such a short life and it was not my show. Like my show is the show that, you know, was, was what was running at Disney when I worked at Disney. Like when my, formative memories were made at disney right. right that is my show right um since happily ever after is not that i'm kind of like okay happily ever after is leaving you know and and disney enchantment is coming and it looks like again from the one artist rendering and gosh darn it jeremy we know how one picture can go <laughs> look at the contemporary <laughs> yep uh looks like it could it could be interesting if they if they add the uh, the additional projections and things like that. But I'm just, I honestly, like, I'm looking at it going, it's leaving September 29th. I am going to be there so close to the end of that show, you know, like, but I have no desire to adjust my vacation or something like that so that we could see the last showing of Happily Ever After. Yeah. Whereas you made, a, you made a special trip for Wishes, didn't you? Right, exactly, exactly. I made a special trip to watch the end of Wishes and the beginning of Happily Ever After. I'm not making that se- that same special trip. I mean, also, I probably should make that special trip because it's the 50th anniversary, but total honesty time, I don't want to be in the parks October 1st. Yeah, oh, no like, joke. It is just going to be so bonkers. No and my joke. kids are My kids are not old enough to leave for uh you know for four days or five days and if there was any chance that we were going to do that it would have to be by ourselves i right. there's no way that i want to want to have kids there for for all of that going on uh, so i think it's going to be really cool and i'm super excited to see it in march but i just i i don't yeah. have the the push to go see it day and date we have talked at length about how even calling a paper straw a straw is offensive and paper cylinders paper cylinders we call them on this podcast liquid cylinder anyway um when claire and i when claire and i had lunch at uh art smith's homecoming we we were given agave straws uh they because plastic straws are you know outlawed but they had instead of paper agave, and I was shocked and amazed by this thing because it it didn't dissolve. Um, I you know used it in my cup the whole like hour we were there. It was great. 
uh, our waiter ended up giving us like a handful of them. We had like 20 of them. And um, I was I was like, man, everybody just needs to use these agave straws because agave is a plant. And I'm sure what they're what whatever company made that straw is doing is using byproducts of agave from tequila manufacturing because you just have a bunch of spent agave laying around. And you make it a straw. Joffrey's, which is a coffee place at Disney. Those Joffrey's coffee kiosks. Yeah, Joffrey's is using uh, sugarcane straws, which I think is great and makes a lot of sense for coffee. Uh, I would love to... I would love to see how long it lasts, especially in a hot beverage. Uh, I know you're not technically supposed to drink hot coffee from a straw, but I know a bunch of people that do. Uh, if It seems like a sugarcane straw would eventually dissolve, but it may be, you know, hardy enough. But I, I like the idea of a sugar straw that might actually add a little bit of sweetness. So I, I like the idea of a, of a sugar straw, especially as a follow-on to agave. Um, but mostly just anything to keep paper straws out of my, you know, drinks. Yeah. Now, I'm curious as to does it actually have any sweetness to it? Because, like, it's it's just sugar cane. And if it's processed sugar cane, I am assuming it doesn't even have any sweetness to it. I guess. It's probably um, more plasticky. The, it, the, the agave straw, like I said, did not back... Uh, did not biodegrade or whatever, did not degrade at all in an hour right. of sitting in water. Yeah. So I assume these are like plastic for all intents and purposes, but if you leave them, you know, on the ground, they will biodegrade faster than plastic does. Right. And you can, you can throw them in your, your compost bin and they'll be fine in it and everything. Right. So right. that is what you're looking for. Although I still, I stand by the fact that like if they could have some sort of straw that did add a little bit of sweetness or something, that would be nice. You can buy those. Like, uh, Starbucks sells those straws, dude. Yeah, they have cookie straws. Mm -hmm. They have cookie straws. I saw one at, uh, at Walmart the other, of all places, I saw one at Walmart the other day that was in their like little clearance. So I don't know how successful it is, but apparently you could drink your milk through it and it would turn it into cookies and cream milk. Because it had little little things in the straw, though I think it was still mm. just a plastic straw. Uh, anyway, getting really really getting off topic here. Uh, the interesting thing to me is, so I searched Google for sugarcane straw and came to thesugarcanestraw.com, which I seriously doubt is the only place to get sugarcane straws, but I like to think maybe it is. And I'm thinking that Joffrey's is really missing out because apparently, new for 2021, they have the coffee grounds straw that would so, be so perfect yeah so i think they are making straws out of coffee grounds and what better to drink your coffee out of than a coffee ground straw coffee grounds and what are they further grinding the grounds and i have no clue dude there's there is a severe lack of information on this website <laughs> they they may be uh you know, no longer biodegradable when they're coffee grounds or something. I don't, I, I have no clue, but I just, I love the idea of a coffee ground straw. The truth is that the, the main important thing to take away from this story is that we are getting away from paper straws. And that is awesome because I love the environment. I want it to stick around for longer. And 
So I don't want us to have to use plastic straws because clearly very bad for the environment. I also love drinking beverages and <laughs> I don't like being miserable when I'm drinking beverages. And that's what paper straws often make me do. Um, so, you know, something that involves not having to feel bad about it. And also, you know, I don't have to carry around my little silicone straw with me on my next trip. I'm, I'm all for that. So my question though, is I think thus far I've only seen that. Uh, so you've talked about homecoming having the agave straws, and I've seen this story about the sugarcane straws at Joffrey's. I need Disney to adopt this or some other paper alternative straw in everything. So that way, you know, I can, I can feel okay about using my straw, but yet not have to worry about it. And I'm, I'm going to assume, I don't know. Cause I didn't see in this story. I wonder, will they be able to use the sugarcane straws at animal kingdom? Because there, the issue isn't, you know, isn't about being biodegradable, right? It's about the animals. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, is this straw still too firm for the animals? Like, could it still cause whatever issues a, a plastic straw could cause for the animals? I feel like Animal Kingdom has all their own rules. Oh, like, no, they 100% do. They, yeah. Everything at Animal Kingdom is different because they have, they're a zoo, basically. They, they live under zoo rules. Uh, no, Jeremy. It's very clearly not a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> but it, i look don't up old look up old animal kingdom advertisements anybody who just went why did he just say that like that that's so stupid <laughs> um they yeah animal kingdom has their own their own set of rules that they follow and um i don't know what did they do before paper straws were a thing or have they always had paper straws did animal I... kingdom at one time have plastic straws I don't know it or just no. I, oh, you know what? I think it was no straws. Yes. Yes. I think maybe it was no straws before. It was just no straws. Right. Because I remember being there and like Starbucks and being Animal like, what Kingdom. am I supposed to do without a straw? Right. They just had no straws and the baristas were just like, mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, I just totally just added that uh, not a zoo commercial. So we can make sure that makes it into the show okay. notes. So that way, so that way, everybody, you can you can see the the not a zoo thing, because I say these things thinking, well, everybody gets that joke. There's a lot of people that don't get that joke. I hope there's a lot of people that don't get that <laughs> joke that are not that deep into the Disney Disney well um, that they don't get that joke. But yeah, I think it, maybe it was no straws before. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm fairly certain. Yeah, I just I want I want some alternative, and yes, I do see that I can go on to Amazon and get me like. 200 of these sugarcane straws for like 19 bucks. I don't want to have to carry straw. I like, I don't enjoy carrying my silicone straw around with me. I don't want to have to carry anything. I just want to go to a place, order a beverage, go to grab a straw and it to be a sugarcane, you know, or, or whatever other, you know, non for the environment straw. Yes. That is not paper that I can use. Unlike happily ever after. I am happy to see paper straws be the uh, transitionary thing of the straw game. I don't, I don't have anything against happily ever after. No, the shorter amount of time, those, those, those plat, those paper straws can be around the better. Yeah. I think we're counting the days um, until, until those suckers can go away. Yeah. 
So Disney has, in for the first time in a while, uh, added a scene to Mickey's PhilharMagic. And they've taken uh, Coco and put it into PhilharMagic and actually had the uh, original composer kind of... Uh, the original composer compose a new piece to kind of fit it into the the show. And... They've created a new mix of the of the Umpoka Loco song from the movie to put in there, and and I think it's really great. I think this is a great addition to uh, Philhar Magic and a really nice way to get Coco into the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I I mean, so neither of us has seen this live, but we have watched a a YouTube video, you know, a cam a cam rip, if you will, <laughs> of of this, and I mean it. It is part of Philhar Magic, right? Like it, it fits with the overall Philhar Magic aesthetic, you know, uh, with Donald getting bounced around and trying to get his hat and all those sorts of things. So, I mean, I love it. I here's here's my takeaway from this. Okay, first of all, I hope, and there's precedence for this to not be. I hope this isn't all the Coco we see because and, and honestly, I think that the time has passed now for Coco to get its own attraction. I want to see a Coco attraction. I really enjoyed Coco, um, but I'm afraid the only way that that happens is with a Coco too. Um, you know, the the great escape where everyone tries to leave the the land of the dead or whatever. And that probably was going to go straight to video. So this is the most that we're going to get. Um, the other thing about this, I guess, is I don't understand why this took so long to happen. You know, because Coco came out in 2017, right? And I get that maybe you didn't want to start adding it in because you don't know what is going to be a hit and what's not. But twenty you know two months into 2017 you knew that this was something you probably wanted to do something with and uh like why does it take four years to add a what minute two minute scene to fill hard magic yeah because this is the this is the opposite of the thing that you know we talk about a lot is like it it costs a lot of money to change an attraction that is, you know, a physical attraction. You talk about retheming, even at Disneyland, going in and just doing an overlay of Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion is closed for six weeks while they go in and do this overlay that they do every year. You know, it takes a a long time and a lot of money to change these attractions. And if you're doing a permanent, if you're talking about a permanent retheme, I mean, it's even more. But Mickey's PhilharMagic is a movie. You know, it's a 3D movie that you go in and watch. So it it is relatively, like comparatively speaking, much cheaper to to modify Mickey's PhilharMagic. The only thing I can think of is that nobody, either nobody budgeted for it or nobody really thought about, like, Nobody thought Mickey's PhilharMagic needed a change up until now, and then there have been you know numbers showing that 
attendance is down. Yeah, I just I I don't know. I mean, I feel like we've talked about what could Coco be, and it took them it took them four years to come up with this, and to again to to edit a film. And what this was the same discussion you and I had about Soren. This is the same discussion mm-hmm. you and I have had about Star Tours, mm-hmm. right? Like the when you have a when you have a film, it sh- it should be relatively. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to play like it's easy, guys, but it should be relatively simple to to update it and get it up to you know to make it work with new things to make it work with changes and the the one thing that i thought might have been hard about something like this would be going okay well if we're going to add this what do we take away and that would be a difficult thing but they didn't take anything away from philhar magic like they just added the coco scene in it's in between lion king and uh and peter pan now and that's all they had to do is just inject a new scene. Now there is a point where they start having to decide what comes out so that something can go in. But then, I mean, well, gosh, yeah, you don't want Philharmonic to be four hours long, right? But then, okay, here you go, right off the top of the dome here, you create a bunch of Philharmonic things, and Philharmonic becomes Star Tours. We're gonna mix and match the uh, the deals. So I was just about to say that. I mean, in the same vein as uh, Star Tours and what I think they should do with Soren, and they could easily do with PhilharMagic. This video, if you you know, if you go and see PhilharMagic, it already has transition periods where the screen is either blank or mostly blank while it goes between. Um, and when I say blank, I mean there's like a solid background, you know, or, or a, a background with no characters. There's already those transition periods between most of the scenes. It would be very easy for this thing to create a bespoke uh, sequence before each show began and and make a, make a unique version of PhilharMagic every time. And... The thing that, so for, when you're talking about Star Tours, and it's already randomized, that that is great. That adds a lot of rewritability and uh, fun to the attraction. Soren, if they would randomize that, again, it would be pretty simple uh, from a, just from a, a process point of view, I think. Um, that would add a lot more rewritability. Being randomized would take Mickey's PhilharMagic from being a 3D movie that you go into a theater to watch 40 um, to an attraction because it's different every time and then that you get rewatchability from Mickey's PhilharMagic and if they you know if they end up with 30 scenes from which they pick 12 every time you you know every time they re-roll a new show they pick 12 of the 30 and stitch them together then you have massive rewatchability because maybe you didn't get to see the coco scene or maybe you didn't get to see the lion king uh i think that's a great idea that is that is a wonderful way to add some life to mickey's philhar magic and to not give them the you know tough choice of what to remove which which movie 
presence that we remove from PhilharMagic, uh, you don't. You just add so many that the thing becomes a revolving door. Right. And, and you're, you know, we talk about stitching scenes together and things like that, but honestly, it, I, with, with the money and the resources Disney has, all they have to do is generate the transition scenes between, because they've got the source files for all of the scenes so they could have something generate the the transitions between any two scenes, right? And then they could store those. And so the scene ends, the little transition that they that plays for the next one goes pre-rendered, so no big deal, and then on into the next scene. So it doesn't even have to, like, they don't have to make it all hacky to do it either because they're going to have natural ends and beginnings to each scene I just I don't see I like to me this is an easy win you know and and being able to get in other movies that uh, that wouldn't other that wouldn't be worth maybe putting a full like imagine imagine the the hit that it would be if like say Black Cauldron suddenly had a scene in Philhar Magic like how many Disney nerds would have to go and see it and have to go see it multiple times because they want to make sure they see that black cauldron scene. Like you could put in those cult classics, if you will. Uh, and, and people would keep watching it so they could see them. So yeah, I, I don't know, make it, total, make it happen. I totally guys. agree. Totally agree. That, that makes too much sense. Uh, for that show because i mean you're talking about you know rendering uh transitions if you watch that video you sent me um about you know with the cocoa between or it i guess it's a it's a uh it's a full show but if you watch that video that that we watched of the cocoa thing um when lion king ends before coco there's a mostly empty frame and then after coco before peter pan there's a mostly empty frame i mean they they all they really would have to do is make sure that the beginning frame of every scene and the end frame of every scene is the same color, is the same solid frame. color, and yeah. then they just it, they could very easily slam twelve or ten or whatever scenes together and r- render an MP4 and be done. You know, it, it could be that easy uh, for this show. I think that would be a no brainer to get people to come back because once you have like hey philhar magic has a new scene come see it you know and you you do the you do the star tours thing and make sure the brand new one is in every show Mm -hmm. for a while but then you have all these other ones where you're like oh did you get to see you know coco with the new uh raya scene in philhar magic you know, and then the no, and then you have people talking about the Coco scene again, or the, you know, the, I thought the Lion King one was really funny with the Luca scene or whatever, you know, there's just, you get a lot of more, you get a lot more serendipity, I guess, in that. And I, I think that's a, a wonderful idea for Philhar Magic. Right. And, and at the point where that's what you start, where, where that is what Philhar Magic has become you can start throwing in, you know, your new tent pole, your new tent pole films, right? Black you can start. Widow. There you go. Yes, Black Widow. 
Oh man, I want to. I want to see that scene. I want to see Black Widow and Donald as she as he tries to get his hat. Give me the hat. <laughs> oh man, yes. And then the the Cruella scene where you know Cruella designs his hat and turns his hat into a dress. That would actually that, be pretty cool. See, see, you you started out as a joke, and now you're now you're starting to fall. Now you're starting to go into it. No, I, it could be only you know you could limit it to animated. I think that's a I think that's okay, and I think there are plenty of animated films to to keep it busy. But that way, you know, I, I again, I'm just trying to think of this like how do you sell it to Disney? Then it's synergistic, right? Mm-hmm. Because then you're getting then you're bringing front of mind that new Disney film that if somebody hasn't seen, they need to go see it and they need to go buy the stuff from it. That's already going to be in all of the, you know, places anyway. So I guess just make this and, and all of this is kind of sec. I think in some ways, all of this is secondary, but all of this is stoked by the fact that this Coco scene worked out so well, like fits naturally and just makes you, realize and and i don't i don't want to downplay the work that was done by the animators by the composers by everybody who was involved in this but make sure realize that it is doable to to make pretty much anything work there right like you can think of a way to make raya fit in there you can think of a way to make mulan fit into there and it doesn't take a like to take one scene from a from a movie and to take the the main uh characters from that movie and you know just rework it so that Donald's uh hat ends up there i guess some of the some of the 2d stuff is hard because it is an all 3d uh thing but that's a like that's okay because that's not really the issue anymore for for current disney so yeah maybe bringing back some of the older films into it would be hard but it's it should be even easier with the new films when you've still got all of the uh what all of the models and things available to you Mm -hmm. like i want to see i want to see a wreck it ralph scene for sure and yeah by by randomizing it you could literally add all those and make it a thing where you add two a month or two every six months you know make it draw it out make make people give people a reason to come back and see it so how long till philhar magic philhar ho 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 bam that one's gonna need a little bit of workshopping i think <laughs> yeah that I, I i will i will confess that that name doesn't flow off the tongue but bam has to be worked in there all of disney's uh holiday theming needs to work bam into it because that's just it's great so i don't know figure it out disney that's why that's why you guys get paid the big bucks i think that'll do it for this episode you can follow us on twitter at mtm podcast you can like us on facebook at facebook.com slash mtm podcast you can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co we'll be back next week with a brand new episode and until then have a magical day Bye.